Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors here, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee, means everything. Fabulous sales staff that works with you. Your trade-in's never been worth more. The parts of this show I want to trade in right now. Uh, what? <laughs> I've been offered in many trades over the years. Yes, I know. <laughs> and uh, believe me, I mean... Even <laughs> the trades the trades weren't made because of value. Uh so <laughs> it was not a cash deal either. Uh, and of course the service department is awesome. Uh, inspections uh great job that they do with routine maintenance. Anything difficult, it's really one-stop shopping. It is all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. So the suit writes a note. The Colts are playing Jacksonville, where the Colts haven't won since 2014. Do you know how irrelevant that is? <laughs> yes, I know exactly how irrelevant it is. That's it's not the to- point. It's totally irrelevant. The, the point is, I need something bright to go into this weekend, okay? George when you have Matt, to rely on the Jaguars, Steve, you have to give them a pass. Hey. You're working with Matt and me. How much brighter do you want life to be? All right, let's get to our play-by-play call of the day. Big Ben. Ten seconds to go. That sweet-looking formation, the victory formation. Ben steps in. One last hurrah. He takes the knee. And he gets kudos not only from his teammates, but also the Browns players. That's the end of the game. Bill Hillgrove with the call on the Steelers radio network as Ben Roethlisberger closed it out in a big way. All right. The suit's here. Matt's here. Doug is here from Wellsboro. Hello, Doug. How are you? How are you men doing? Well, one of us is doing fine. The other two are confused. (laughs) Kevin, you on the phone? No, no. I'm here in studio. Did you see the PIAA release the classification reports today? I have not gotten the chance to look at them yet, but I knew they were coming out. Southern Columbia is going to 3A, and Jersey Shore is going to 5A. Well, you know, none of that really surprises me because of the, the, the way they're breaking down the numbers now. And the other thing is, I think this is a good thing to me because right now, there's not enough 5A schools around in District 4, so I'm happy about that side of it. The only one notable is Guilfoyle's going from 1A to 2A. Well, yeah, now, again, you know, it's it, they're basing it all on numbers, so 
you know, I, I would, I, I'm going to have to say that gilt foils probably got a, a little bit bigger uh, a population now, especially in, in well, now is that for across all sports or is that just for one or two? It doesn't say, it just, uh, it doesn't say whether it's football only or what it is. Oh, it is football only, sorry. Yeah, because see, that some of it changes based on basketball and football, so. Yeah, I knew that. Hey, Am I supposed to root for Jimmy Johnson in Indy this year or not? Do we like him or not? What's his now? Jimmy Johnson for IndyCar. <laughs> okay. Oh. I was going to say Jimmy Johnson's in Indianapolis with the Colts now, but uh, is he, he going to run a full? He is running. He is running a full season this year. Yes, he is going to do the uh, ovals as well as the road courses. Okay. Do we like him or not? Um, we're okay with him. I mean, you know, it, uh, he's he's had success in just about everything he's ever done, and this is just one of those things I think he wants to see if he has the ability to do. And he ran the oval really well in the one oval he ran, um, but, you know, th- there's definitely a learning curve in this vehicle. He's he's used to a vehicle on an oval that weighs an awful lot more, and he can do a little bit more with it without that back end sliding around. Yeah. Hey, last thing. What did you think at the end of the F1 series? Did you follow that at all, Verstappen and Hamilton? I did. I did, and it ended exactly the way I thought it would. F1 is, one to me, strictly my opinion, that, that, that is a sport that needs to be revamped in racing completely. I have a problem. First off, I have a problem with no refueling in a race. I mean, the pit stops are ridiculous. And then you throw in the fact that you can move all the cars out of the way between the two you know unlapped cars but wait a minute they have to be within a certain range and the rules in there are so gray in formula one and it depends on who you are depends on how it goes yeah i thought it was a joke i honestly (laughs) thought it was a joke didn't the race official basically he cleared all the lap cars so they could set up a, a one-two finish? That's exactly basically. what it was. That's exactly his quote was. And I shouldn't say quote because I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly the quote on the radio, but he said, "We're we're this is racing." Okay, I get it. You want it to be you want it to be that one-two type of race, but the way that the safety car came out, there's really no precedent for letting all those cars through. Or half those cars through. It's or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. It's either all those cars or none of the cars. You can't let half of them through. That's true. Hey, last thing, you need to show Matt where the fractured fairy tales sounder is. <laughs> well, to dig that one out again. That's what. Yeah, that's whenever for Steve's have, story time. We have story time with Steve. Yeah. We need to play that. We may have to bring the blow the dust out of that one. <laughs> okay. Thanks for taking my call. Good talking to you, Steve. <laughs> yes, great, dog. Yeah, I enjoy it every second. I have no idea what the heck you're talking about. All right, so uh, it's great. Uh, yeah. You know, several people drove off the road. All right. Um, Sad part is, folks, Steve knows exactly what we're talking about. He isn't. And don't let him kid you. All right. Um, my point, it, it gave me an opportunity to reply to my emails here. Oh, good. Uh, my plane's delayed till 9. Tonight or tomorrow? Tonight. <laughs> tomorrow could be more of a problem. Well, it doesn't matter. The guys aren't in class. We can play the game, you know. You know, the game's at 9 tomorrow night. Um, 
but yeah, we're delayed till nine o'clock tonight getting out there. So I just want to make sure you get back. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be back by two a.m., two thirty, something like that. Well, I won't be. At least you're not flying on Thursday night into Friday. Right. Yeah. No, we're supposed to be back by two a.m., two thirty, and of course, you know, the guys aren't in class this week. So since they aren't in class, it's not as much of an issue, you know, where you can kind of make fun of the Big Ten scheduling on, you know, the student athlete. Hey, <laughs> you know, Purdue played last night. They don't play again until they play Saturday here. So Penn State's got a nine o'clock game on the road in Chicago on Wednesday night at nine, and then they have, a, you know, then they got to fly overnight, and then they get a game at noon on Saturday. But there's no class, so it's not that's not as much of a not as much of an issue. As it would be, say, a week from now. Uh, a week from now would be an issue. Um, all right. The uh, P.J. Musfer announcing, in, you know, <laughs> that he's coming back. Obviously, you know, loosely he and I talked about that last week because it turned on the going to practice. I was sitting the last seat in the bus. All right. Yeah, I always sit in the last seat regardless on the bus anyway. Like, you know, just like you pick it. Uh, and PJ always likes to sit back there as well. So we were talking about when they announced that they're going to have in person class, he goes, Man, he said, We gotta go back to in person classes and things like that. You know. Uh so yeah, he's he is doing that. He's coming back. Chris Stahl's coming back. Stacy Collins was uh, brought in now to replace Joe Lorg as the special teams coordinator, outside linebackers coach, nickelback coach. And we mentioned what he did at Boise State. And Boise blocked four kicks this year, three punts, field goal, brought two back for touchdowns. They were in the top 15 in punt returns. I mean, a lot of things. This guy is between Utah State. He's had a long coaching career, but the last two stops have been Utah State and Boise State, where he's really excelled. And that's over the last six seasons. And, of course, uh, the one guy that is out is Rasheed Walker. And Walker is uh, opting for the NFL draft. And that was no surprise either. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else? I don't think there's anybody else. I mean, you're going to have to have to hear at some point. Because the guys that are in uh, because of the COVID year, you'll see guys announcing they're going to the draft, they have to. Because they have to tell the NFL they're in. Because everybody's getting extra years and so forth. So there are a couple guys left, like Mike Miranda, people like that, that have to officially say what they're doing or not doing. Okay. So that's where that is at this point. Uh, the Eagles are in the playoffs. The Steelers could get into the playoffs. Uh, the suit is pinning everything on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Go, Jacks. Who, who, by the way, earlier in the season, beat the Buffalo Bills 9-6. to Which is a far more relevant comment than the Colts having won in Jacksonville in 2014. Again, taking anything I can get. I know what's going to happen. The Steelers are going to win. The Jags are going to pull the upset. And somehow, by some cruel, terrible miracle, it'll be a Chargers-Raiders tie. Exactly what I said in the open. 
that would be that would wrap up the Steelers season in a nutshell. I have to admit, you guys are depressing. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would, I just that would just be the way it would happen. What was it? A couple of years ago, was it three years ago? Steelers needed like four things to happen, and three of them happened. And the one, the last thing. The last Kansas team they City needed and the Chargers. Yes, that was it. Kansas City and the Chargers. They and needed the one, one more thing. That's the one where they lined up over the center and they weren't supposed to and they got to re-kick it. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. That's why, why I'm here. And that's why I said, watch, <laughs> why I'm they'll here. tie. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> I got to buy a new TV that weekend. Okay. And the other one was somehow destroyed? Yeah, something went through it. I don't remember exactly what, but something went through it. And those things shatter pretty bad. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. What are we dealing with here, Matt? I mean, I, mean, I, I you know, you've already told your stories about medication that you need. Yeah, I, I have I have no room to talk when it comes to this subject. <laughs> I'm very I'm, passionate. <laughs> have you heard one of my games? I'm very passionate. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I you know I'll appease you and tell you I am sure, uh, <laughs> which which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, See you guys. See you two guys think I'm too calm about things. Oh no 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 no! I learned that years ago on this program. <laughs> and years I now know ago. It. You guys think I'm too calm? All right. Believe me. Saturday morning, I lived up to it. Believe me. <laughs> we had a couple of things we had to work through. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll <laughs> yes. work it out. We got it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, usually I'll always say we. This time I'll say me. <laughs> okay, okay. One person figured it out. Uh, so we, we got it done. Uh, we got it done. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys think I'm too calm. You guys are like basket cases about things. I'm like, like it's all right. I never forget we were at was it you know, Ireland? It was Ireland, and they couldn't get something to work. Okay, now it's not like we can run out to the Dublin Radio Shack here <laughs> and pick up something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, right. And Jack looks over at me. And says, "You think they can get fixed?" We're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he looks over at me and he says. Your heart rate's always 45, isn't it? He says, yeah, pretty much. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, that's what he said. Your heart rate's always 45, isn't it? I said, yeah, we're good. Don't worry about it. Oh, my goodness. Meanwhile, back in the Shikalimi world. Dave! <laughs> Dave! Hey, by the way, the Washington football team is going to announce its new name and identity on February 2nd. They have eliminated Wolves and Red Wolves, by the way. 
And the reason they had to was because of Oh, my almighty! Copyright's the reason they eliminated it. Okay? But they're going to, on February 2nd, they're announcing what their name is moving forward. I am so excited. In fact, you know what? Suit and I are going to go out. We're going to buy some gear. We're going to buy some what? Gear. Oh, gear. You know, the stuff you get for free all the time? <laughs> no, I thought there was something really out of character that I thought you said. We're going to go out and get some beer. I'm going to say, Wait a minute. <laughs> We're going to go out and get gear. Oh, well, that's see, that makes much a, more sense. New team nickname, the whole thing. You got to get gear. That's the whole reason for doing this anyway. You know, <laughs> it's all about money. That poses an interesting question. Every once in a while, I'll, you know, whether it's fanatics or scrolling across and seeing something on one of the shopping channels or whatever, they they bring out all these team gear. I feel, I feel like this is the Baker Mayfield Alice Cooper moment. <laughs> 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 Are you sure they're not I'm yours? Shopping, my curse. <laughs> Are you sure they're not yours? <laughs> uh, well, I'm thinking to myself, and they always go through and they're showing all these things. Like, here's this beautiful jacket, blah, blah, and here's the one for the Washington football team. And I'm like, if you're a fan of the Washington football team, are you going to buy any merchandise this year? And how much have they lost? In merchandising, because people are waiting for them to find the next, uh, the the next logo, or fans refusing to buy anything new because they like the old nickname. See, these are the questions that run through my mind, Stephen. Mine is, what time do I have to be at the airport? We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. Mike Tomlin on his time with Ben Roethlisberger. Similar comments uh, have been made by the suit about this show. That was for Doug and Wellsboro. Story time with Steve. Yes, I know. Yes. We always ended it with... Uh... Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, Caleb Williams of Oklahoma has now uh, wide receivers entered the transfer portal. Kobe Hudson of Auburn, their wide receiver, 
has entered the transfer portal. B.J. Mustafer is back. I, you know, I go back to when this entire process began, and to be honest with you, the entire thing, and look, I've got the advantage. I'm around people, okay? It's all played out the way I expected it to play out. So there's nothing in here that's happened for Penn State that has been like, oh, oh really? Now, Joe Lorg leaving for Oregon, now that's one I didn't realize until, obviously, last week when I was there. I was like, oh, okay. It was being pursued. But everything else has played out about the way I thought it would play out. That Sean would come back, that PJ would come back. And I thought on offense and defense, those were the two most important guys to get back and then dovetail from there. Because everything for Penn State season changed in the Iowa game when each got hurt. Everything changed. It was great to see Adisa Isaac not just jogging, but running last Friday down in Florida. It was great to see Sal Wormley out there running on Thursday. And guys that they need to get back into this lineup to go with everything else that they have and, of course, recruits coming in. Yet 10 of the early entries that start school on Monday, including the two quarterbacks, the two running backs, among others. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best of new inventory, great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Fabulous sales staff. Your trade-in's never been worth more. In a service department, inspections, great. Routine, great. Difficult, great. It's really one-stop shopping all at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Care Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so let's get to more of BenFest uh, 2022. And with that, we bring in Neil Kulong, our version of the Salt and the Swat. Yeah, it's it's as always great to be here. Um, happy New Year to you guys as well. So let's obviously let's get to Ben, uh, who's played his last game at Heinz Field. Um, I said earlier that one of the important factors that number one, the Steelers never had a losing season with him there to start with, and then when you look at the run of the Patriots, the run of the Packers, and the run of the Steelers. Which bucks how the NFL is supposed to to work. You're supposed to you know be lousy, get high draft picks, and then take advantage like the Eagles have of last place schedules. The Steelers, Packers, and Patriots have bucked the trend because of Brady, Rodgers, and Ben. Yeah, it's it's tough to to disagree with that. Mostly because when you have that piece to build around, it makes all the other decisions that much easier. You don't have to worry. Um, well, even not to say you don't have to worry, but your offensive scheme is kind of, you know, kind of set. I mean, you know you have. When you have Aaron Rodgers, you know the things Aaron Rodgers can do. You're drawing up your offense based on his skill point. And, and with that, you're drafting guys to come in and complement that. That's making you a more consistent team. It makes your coaching staff um, 
not bulletproof exactly, but you're going to get a lot more continuity out of it. Keep in mind, look at, at Ben's career. He started off Ken Wisenhunt. From there was um, <laughs> it, it, Arians, right? Didn't he? No, yeah. Arians didn't take over. There's somebody between those two, maybe. Yeah. I forget, but somebody in there, Arians, <laughs> Todd Haley. I've Randy just Fitzgerald. I've just spent the last five months around Ken Wisenhunt. He's been here. No, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Ken's a great guy. Oh, you know, and a smart, him. oh, smart football he guy. Is. He Jeez. totally is. Totally is. He's a, a, a great coach. Unfortunately, ran into some bad predicaments probably yeah. at the end. I think yeah. he, he could have had more in Tennessee, I think. But um, he had good, successful offensive coordinators around him, and they were in place for a while. I, you know, believe me, we, we don't need to get into the quality of offensive play calling or anything like that, but. The, the bottom line is when you have that continuity of coaching, um, not just at the coordinator level, but the position level as well, there's so much more that you're able to implement. And that is a, a hurdle that you as a franchise don't have to, to overcome every year. Whereas look at what Sean McDermott, for example, in, in Buffalo is doing. Sean McDermott is you know, a godsend to that team that had to – strip everything down to the studs and rebuild once every three years for three decades. When you don't have that continuity, when you don't have those pieces in place, you're constantly starting off almost like you're an expansion team. And it's not easy to win like that. So while I think there's, there's a lot of consternation over the value of a, a team not having fallen below 500, to me it's more what the the combination of Ben Roethlisberger with Bill Cowher as well as with Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. you had a great pairing of the two top uh, uh, figures of your team. And with that, you raise your basement. Maybe not so much raise your ceiling, but it's hard for those teams to, to really fall apart and fall down to that, that 4 and 12 range without a, a slew of injuries, right. which is, you, know, you look at John Harbaugh, for example, I think that the combination that they had going for them for a while uh, could have been on the same level, maybe one one injury more than they, they uh, were able to take on some of those years. But they haven't fallen past that level either. And Belichick, I think, you know, did it for the first time in 20 years last year. And he lost his quarterback. So it, it's, right. when you have to start over, you're starting over at the back of the line in the NFL. That That's the, the bottom end of the, the parity polls, you know. So with that, with Ben – being consistent, um, not 16 game healthy, but relatively healthy with the exception of one year uh, throughout his career. And it was a miracle that they pulled out eight and eight from that season. But you, you put all those things together, you can see the value of that being worth maybe three up, up to four wins a year just because of that. And a lot of it is going to be because you end up playing those back end teams that are starting over and having to rebuild and don't have that consistency in place. So you're able to, to kind of take advantage of an even schedule, um, top to bottom. Uh, you win eight, you lose eight. That, that's kind of what they did a couple times. So mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not the greatest thing, but it does speak to an organization that is going to be at work average because of what they've set up year in and year out. All right. So last night's game was 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 interesting because. Uh, Harris, uh, Najee Harris had a really big night. He averaged like six yards a carry. I think Ben only averaged like 3.3 yards per attempt, something like that last night. Because Harris has been 3.7 yards per carry for the year, which is .2 behind the career average of Jerome Bettis. So, I mean, Pittsburgh fans love 3.9 yards a carry. It's kind of like the standard, right? (laughs) 
that's what they love. But bad news for you, Ben was two point seven last night, which oh. I, I've looked. I've up. never, se- I've never seen that before. And not at four pass attempts. That's for sure. I for years I got all kinds of run out of this stat. There was a game Joe Flacco played. He was thirty for fifty for like one hundred and forty yards. Yeah, he was like three point four. That is just—I don't know what that is, but it's just ridiculous. I was laughing for most of the game last night. It was so bad. Um, it, the Steelers to have won that game—it only goes to show how bad it looked for the Browns, probably more than anything. Um, Harris busted a few plays. I think their offensive line did a, a great job in the run game. Um, when maybe the only time this season we can say that they—they they played the game really well. Uh, in, in that area. Their passing game was miserable. I mean, it was just flat-out awful. Um, and, and what a time for it as well, you know. But at the same time, the Steelers dominated that game. It, it was never a question. It never felt like Cleveland was ever going to get back into it. They were down five. They were down seven. It, it just never felt like Cleveland had anything. I mean, I, I don't know what they were doing offensively, but what a, what a train wreck of a game for them. And um, only that could have washed out a, a, a historically miserable performance from the, the Steelers passing attack uh, in particular. They, they got after it in the ground game, and that was good, but it's not like that became an emphasis. They were up by a bunch late. That's when they really started running the ball. They threw a lot. They just ran a lot of plays. Yeah. That, that's how bad Cleveland was. Yeah, and Cleveland, to their credit, was bad last night. But now... With, would you say eight, nine thousand different scenarios, they can make the playoffs. Yeah, only only uh, <laughs> only a, a seventeen game season with seven seeds in in each conference making the playoffs would the Steelers have a chance at this? But um, at the same time, you know what, what's interesting. Getting back to the 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 five hundred level, the eight and eight level, the Steelers never made the playoffs all the years that they were eight and eight. Um, one year they came very very close. Uh, they hit on. I think four of the tiebreaker scenarios that they needed. They needed one more. That was uh, 2013 when the, the Chargers beat the, the Chiefs' backups in overtime. Right. The, the, if the Chiefs had won that game, the Steelers would have gone on to the playoffs. Um, every other year, they were eliminated, I think, heading into to the final week of the season. So for them to be in this spot now, and while I don't think there's a whole lot of people that really feel good about taking the money line with the Jaguars in this game, if, if the Jaguars have beaten the Colts in Jacksonville often enough lately to, to a point where it's like, you know, maybe. I mean, it's not impossible. At, at some point, the interim coach tends to have a really good game. You know, yeah. it, it's, you, you get people's attention. When the head coach was fired, you have no job security. Ask Joe Schobert last year what happened. You know, it, the, the guy that signed you the contract, the, guy, the coach that, that believed in you enough to want to sign you that contract is gone. What's going to happen to you? You're going to be gone if you don't play. So right. um, the Jaguars players, once again, are in the same spot, and you'd think that they'd respond to that eventually. Um, Colts are a well-coached team, though. I mean, I, it's it's a tough scenario, and I, I don't even know if that's the tougher scenario, going to Baltimore and winning a game um, that, that's being played purely for pride. Um, that, that's Baltimore's not an easy team to beat. I know that they've been really up and down and, and kind of streaky in a lot of ways, but – that's a quality football team. Pittsburgh's not going to be able to just show up and win that. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it happens, how it turns out. But um, 
I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't think the odds are that bad against it happening. I don't see it happening, though. I wouldn't bet on it. I, no. Baltimore's a tough team to beat. I, more than anything, I think that they're going to lose. Um, I, I would take Baltimore in that tight game, but I think Baltimore's finally going to beat the bad Steelers teams that they can't seem to beat anymore. You know what, Neil? Normally, I would, uh, I would sit back and go, yeah, yeah, I, you know, this can't happen. There's been too many odd twists and turns in this season. I feel like there's still craziness left this weekend. That's a good point. I mean, I, I said this on my, my podcast last week leading into the Cleveland game. There's not a, a shred of empirical evidence I can point to to suggest that Pittsburgh's going to win this game, but I'm going to pick them to win just because there's just something about this that doesn't seem right. And Cleveland goes out and throws the ball all over the field for some reason. You've got an all-pro running back. You want to do the things that you're good at doing. And when that happens to be something the other team can't stop, it really should be a sign that that's what you should do. But Kevin Stefanski's living in another analytical world, I guess, than the rest of us yeah, are. And it, it, it happened because of that, to be honest with you. It, it, here's my thing. If, if Nick Chubb, who I think most would agree at the very least, is a, a top two player in his position in the league, mm-hmm. if Nick Chubb is injured, why are you even giving him 12 carries? Right. You give that guy 25 or you give him zero. You know, right. if, if he's injured, don't play him at all. You have nothing to play for in this game. Playing him 12 snaps and then having your very injured quarterback very who injured. doesn't have a long-term contract right no. now uh, execute, you know, right-side rollout, leading with his bad shoulder and, and putting a, a parking cone uh, off your your offensive right edge to block the defensive player of the year. That's yeah, not good. I, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not going to win. I mean, is, is that the plan? <laughs> I, mean, I don't get it. I, I have respect for Kevin Savansky. Um, he, he's somebody who came up uh, through the Vikings organization. That that's a place I know people at. Mm-hmm. They they all speak the world of him. Everything we've seen to this point is he's a good coach. I have no idea what the thought process was the last two weeks for them, but top to bottom. They did not play well yesterday, and it really kind of seemed to me like they tied one arm behind their back for some reason um, and just decided to go out and, and you know, not really give it their all. I, I, I don't understand it. Um, it looked to me, I joked about this on, on Twitter, it looked to me like the lifeless type of Browns team that found out before the game that their head coach got fired. Yeah. I'm not sure which one because we're like six of those games, yeah. but this is what it looks like. And moving forward for Cleveland it would be dumb to remove him um, I would figure out a way to keep May- Mayfield the reason is who are you going to get that's better I mean, yeah. the, the one thing the Browns over the last since the Browns came back in 1999 they have made so many changes that they have set themselves back repeatedly in part because of some of the changes they made sometimes you've got to keep, keep the course when the world is telling you to change and you look around and go, really, let me, I know my business better than you. Let me just do it. The Browns need to take that approach. Yep. I think it, it's, it, the mean, season obviously didn't, it didn't work out the way that they wanted to. I would say this though. They got off to a good start. They had some injuries and things kind of rolled downhill from there. Um, whoever it was, I, I still haven't even bothered to look up the poor guy's name, but whoever it was that they had a right tackle last night is not ready to be playing. No. You know, we, we said the same thing about Dan Moore after Miles Garrett handed mm-hmm. him his hat in, yeah. in the first game. Uh, last night was, was equally as bad. 
Um, and for the same reasons, he's a young kid. He probably shouldn't be out there. They lost both their tackles at, at various points throughout the year. Their protection was really bad, and that was the main component of their offense. They've, they've spent to that. They've drafted to that. Um, they didn't get it. And along with that, I know it, it's the, the fun, cool thing to, to rip Baker Mayfield, but he's not even close to healthy. No. If, if you've passed a football in a competitive environment, you think that you don't need your, your lead arm to throw accurately, to throw with velocity, you're, you're sorely mistaken. I mean, you, you have to be able to do that. He's not right. In my opinion, he should have gone, he should have gone out weeks ago. If they wanted to salvage their season, he should have gone on IR. He should have had surgery. I mean, you know, it, right. he shouldn't have played. Case Keenum should have been the guy that they played. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's tied up in the, the contract issue that they're facing. What, how, do you, how exactly do you value uh, Mayfield at this point? And I think to some degree Mayfield didn't want to be seen as I'm ducking out on my team. I want to play through it. I don't know where the Browns would have stood with all of that. But what right. I know is he was not right. He didn't look good in right. either game he played against Pittsburgh. And he was terrible against Green Bay he last was. week. I mean, he's played mm-hmm. really poorly most of the second half of the season. And the, the Browns' fate has gone with that. So, uh, it, to me, it, it's something went wrong in their decision-making process. And I, I think Stefanski spoke to that a little bit today he said it, it, it was a fair question to ask should he have been playing but they made a decision week to week based on the information that they had right. that to me suggests more pain tolerance than anything else right and I, I, for me it, you know somebody in decision making power should have said look we'll make you whole we're going to come to terms on an agreement that's a promise you can't play though objectively speaking you don't look very good I, I appreciate the toughness it's not an indication of that at all but you can't play. You're not going to help the team. Um, my opinion, they, they lost their season based on that more than anything else. I, I, wanna, I know this is out of the realm of uh, Steelers and Ravens, but Joe Burrow, I made the, the point a year ago when he got hurt uh, against Washington. I said, this guy is so good. He, get, he gave the Bengals a puncher's chance in every single game. Now, there is no quarterback that was drafted this past year, nor is there a quarterback going to be drafted this year coming up that is going to give their team a puncher's chance at winning. None of them. I don't care Trevor Lawrence or any kid that's coming up. Kenny Pickett, no. Not going to give you a puncher's chance. (laughs) This kid does. When you say, and I thought the chase pick was an awesome pick because it just told me they're trying to go for it offensively and get points. Uh and I mean, when you see him play, what are you seeing right now from him? What I see in, in a lot of ways, and this is mostly really, really good for the Bengals and a little bit maybe bad to degree, he reminds me so much of Aaron Rodgers, it's scary. Yeah. Um, whatever the injury did to him in terms of his mobility, he's over that. He's got enough mobility uh, to, to extend, to make plays happen. Um, I, I, you and I might have been the only people that were really strongly endorsing the idea of them drafting Jamar Chase. I, mean, I know. As far as, you know, yes. I didn't want the Bengals to draft him, but I definitely right. thought they should have drafted yeah. him. And, and, you um, and, I, and you and I had the same reasons, because I know because Penny Sewell was there, got to protect him. And you and I had said the way the game is played today, you've got to get the game breaker to go with the quarterback. Right? And, you'll, and, you'll fix protection. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it, it's a mandate, and you're paying – a, a, an entire group a lot of money to provide pr- protection 
you want good players, no doubt, but one player does not fix protection. I'll tell you what does, though. Jamar Chase. Yep. And look at his season. I, I hate to say I told you so, but there was no doubt in my mind he was going to be the offensive rookie of the year. He's going to be an all-pro player for most of his career. He's, it, he is as good a young receiver as I've ever seen. And to me, it was an absolute no-brainer. I don't think he should have even gone five. If you want production, get this guy the ball. I mean, he, he's that good. Yep. And on top of that, um, well, you know, your your franchise quarterback and the, the most important citizen in the state of Ohio yeah. is used to playing with him. Yep. I mean, you, you got a gift two years in a row. You flat out got a, got gifted this. And I hate the fact that it happened because it's the Bengals. But I know. Burrow, to me, is... Um, here was the big thing, and I'm sure I'll be asked the same question again um, this coming offseason. Who's the best quarterback in the AFC North? I said Joe Burrow. Everyone mm-hmm. else was like, well, you know, Lamar's got the MVP. I don't care. Right. It, it's Joe Burrow. There's, you can't, from a football perspective, you absolutely cannot argue with that. This kid can do anything on the field, and we've seen it. We see that Chiefs game, he was lights out. He was absolutely unreal. Put together a two-game stretch when his team needed him to, that is all stuff. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, I do think he's got that constant level of intensity, that chip on his shoulder, that might not go over well when he's really established and perhaps they, they have a little bit of a down year. Um, I, I, he strikes me as a great leader. I wonder mm-hmm. what's going to happen when things are maybe a little bit more negative, you know? Um, the 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 way that they went out of their way to royally celebrate a second win over the Steelers kind of struck me as that's not you know that, that's the young kid thing to do that's not what the leaders right do. right um, I I think he grows out of that though and you're you're seeing a player uh, like Rogers who when when he's dialed in he's unstoppable you won't beat him you, there are a lot of other things that you need to do to beat the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. And because of that, they can have a mediocre team and still win 11 games. They've done it a couple times. Um, Cincinnati is in the position to be able to do that. And they have a defense that is right on the verge. You know, we've, we've seen them go up and down this season. I, I had said all week that the biggest claim that the Bengals can make right now is that they beat the, the Tar out of the Steelers and the Ravens twice each. Yeah. Beyond that, they're a 500 team. Right. They, they didn't beat good teams. They lost to bad teams. I thought Kansas City was going to put him in a hurt locker, and they, they were for a, a chunk of the game. Burrow brought him back. Chase brought him back. Yeah. But these are you know, these kids are under twenty four. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> they yeah. got five years of, of great run, um, maybe longer, coming from that group. And to me, um, while I watch Trevor Lawrence, and I think that very few people were put on earth to be. The, same kind of player that he is. Right. I would agree with you. Chips on the table. What we're looking at between those two is the early days of Manning versus Brady. Yeah. When Manning had the pedigree, he had absolutely everything, and Brady just kept kicking his butt because he's Tom Brady, and he, right. he's the consummate team leader. Uh, he's gutsy. He does everything you need to, and on top of that, he's really talented. Um, I, I think Lawrence, I, I, you don't see a whole lot of kind of the, the, the stereotypical cliche types of leadership that, that Burrow, I think, does. Not a real fiery guy, not overly emotional, but he is just hellaciously talented. And the, the things that he is able to do on a field 
when they get a sense of normalcy and they, they put an adult in, in charge yeah. and they bring in actual football talent, mm-hmm. he's going to, he's going to explode. No I don't doubt. think it's far for, for Lord. I agree. Um, I, I agree on every, absolutely everything else. It's not even close. They, there, I don't think there's been a Burrow or a Lawrence with the exception of Andrew Luck in a very long time. Right. Exactly. Between the two of them, they are as good a quarterback prospects right. you're ever going to see. Uh, add Josh Allen in that mix and you still yep. have uh, Patrick Mahomes. AFC is going to be tough to win for a long time. Mm-hmm. Between those yeah. four guys, when they get going, uh, that's that's tough. And there are none in this draft, and with not, all due not respect. Even, not even close. Not even close. There will be guys picked in the first round, but no, they're not difference makers. Well, Happy New Year, my friend. Uh, we'll might as well just do this every Tuesday of 2022. What do you think? It's start of the business season you know this, yeah. this is this is the, the part geeks like me really get into <laughs> i i enjoy all the machinations of the nfl so yeah i'm, I'm, I'm happy to keep doing yeah. plenty to talk about absolutely thanks my friend thank you, you guys have a good one